This is the Cater Daily Podcast for Monday, March 11th, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. In the case of Murphy v. NCAA, the Supreme Court affirmed that, no, the feds don't get to tell states what laws regarding gambling they can and cannot have on the books. So what's that mean for gambling going forward? Patrick Moran is author of the new Cato paper, Anyone's Game, Sports Betting Regulations After Murphy v. NCAA, available now at Cato.org. Who made the rules for sports gambling prior to this case, Murphy v. NCAA? So, well, before 1992, uh, states had their own laws regarding gambling in its many forms, you know, whether that was uh, casino gambling or uh, horse racing or sports betting. Uh, in 1992, however, Congress decided to, uh, to pass a law called the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, um, commonly referred to as PASPA. And, uh, and at that point, from that point forward, it was uh, the federal government regulating uh, sports gambling. Okay, uh, but that didn't necessarily mean that states changed their laws to deal with it. It just meant that the federal government uh, believed that it had a role to play in regulating sports gambling, presumably because of its expansive view of the Commerce Clause. Is that about right? That sounds about right. So basically, what happened is PASPA uh, prevented states from changing their own laws. To, uh, to then allow sports gambling. Prior to that, um, states were allowed to kind of set their own rules. Uh, but basically what PASPA did was prevent states from changing them to have sports betting be legal, uh, but they could change their laws to have it be illegal. So it was kind of, uh, it was what uh, Justice Kennedy called a weird result. <laughs> right. So uh, we, one can imagine that uh, state legislatures might be upset at having their prerogatives challenged about what laws to pass or repeal. Uh, uh, New Jersey is home to Atlantic City, a gambling capital in the United States of America. And this case came rolling through the courts. That was Christie v. NCAA. And then it became Murphy v. NCAA. What did the court give us in that case? So what the court did was... uh affirm what many of us knew to be true was that uh, the federal government can't force states to uh, to act or not act, to enjoin them from changing their own policies on something. And uh, and so it was uh, what was great about this is that it gave states the opportunity to then set their own laws on something that's always been considered to be an area where states have the most expertise. Uh, you mentioned New Jersey. I mean, New Jersey has been setting their own policies on gambling for decades and uh, very successfully in Atlantic City. So um, there's no reason why sports gambling couldn't be treated the same as casino gambling. And this follows a long line of cases, right? Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, you've got um, uh, Prince, uh, New York. Uh, there's, there's several cases that outline this idea that the federal government can't they call this the anti-commandeering doctrine. They can't force a state to take action on the federal government's behalf. So Let's say, for instance, the federal government could uh, outlaw sports gambling altogether, could just say, uh, okay, individuals can't be sports betting purveyors, they can't, um, they can't gamble themselves, uh, but they can't tell a state that the state has to enforce something or that the state can't um, change its own laws. Now, uh, I can recall in the debate about states legalizing uh, marijuana, for example, that a lot of uh, police agencies and uh, high-ranking police officials within states uh, making the argument, well, you can't do that. That's unconstitutional. The state cannot 
make these laws regarding marijuana because the federal government has prohibited it. And that, of course, that's a that's a boneheaded argument if you respect the fact that police, especially, are uh, not subject to the whims of federal law. Right, exactly. And and the thing is, is that the what makes uh, sports gambling so different is that uh, what you have there is. Uh, well, basically, you're balancing two issues. So, uh, federal preemption of state law. So that means that a contradictory state law to a federal law reigns supreme there. Uh, but also, the federal government can't commandeer a state um, to do something. So, so what makes this so different was that uh, the state laws. Well, the- <laughs> <laughs> feel free. Yeah, let's let's let me restate the question a little bit. Um, as states had been toying with uh, legalizing marijuana, the uh, various police officials were saying that's unconstitutional because it would contradict uh, federal law and uh, something can be legal as a matter of state law and illegal as a matter of federal law. But that doesn't mean the cops have to do anything to enforce that federal law. That's long oh, understood. Exactly. Yeah, that, and that was established in um, – in uh, Prince v. United States, where uh, the uh, the federal government was trying to get uh, police officers to um, conduct background checks for firearm permits, and uh, and you can't do that. You can't have the federal government telling the states, "Oh, you have to use your own resources and your own officers to uh, to enforce this federal scheme." The federal government can enforce it if they want to. They can say, "Okay, well, we're going to send federal agents to do this," but they can't have state officers have to do it. So now that that Murphy v. NCAA has been decided, what does sports gambling look like, or what will it look like in the years to come? Because uh, my first thought uh, about this case was, well, a lot of people in Missouri and Iowa are going to want to get online and place bets in New Jersey, right? Well, I mean, to say what it's going to look like in the future is uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's a little complicated right now. Uh, basically, you have uh, it's a new frontier. So on the state level, you have uh, six states that have uh, decided to uh, to legalize. That's Mississippi, New Jersey, New Mexico, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, and uh, West Virginia. And then New York and Arkansas have uh, have legalized but not implemented uh, a new plan. Uh, four states were already exempt from PASPA: uh, Delaware, Montana, Nevada, uh, Oregon. They were uh, they were all exempt, so they were allowed to have some forms of sports betting, different degrees, but they were allowed to maintain their existing uh, operations. And then um, now you have most states are you know trying to uh, to change their laws to allow it to at least some degree. And only 12 states haven't, among them Utah, which um, famously uh, gambling unfriendly. They don't even have a lottery over there. Uh, so, I mean, what we're looking at now is uh, on the state level, it's it's looking to be states uh, deciding based on the interests of their own citizens what, what they feel to be the best mechanism. And you're seeing different things in different states, like you mentioned, uh, going online in, um, in Missouri and betting on something in, let's say, New Jersey. Uh, different states have different regulations on that. So New Mexico, for instance, allows sports betting, but not on uh, state in-state college games. So they're trying to, you know, protect sort of that um, that area. Uh, so different states are doing different things. And on the federal level, it's uh, it's as of yet unregulated. Um, you see, at the end of uh, of 2018, um, former Senator uh, Orrin Hatch and uh, Chuck Schumer. 
uh, proposed the Sports Wagering Market Integrity Act, which uh, which would um, impose some some different federal regulations. But you know, after Senator Hatch's retirement, there hasn't been a, a new Republican to kind of step up and sponsor the bill. So that might not go anywhere. We'll see. What should be the federal role? If the federal government isn't currently regulating it, I can only imagine that some lawmakers view this as an opportunity to regulate, but what should they do? Well, I mean, the federal role in this isn't clear. I think that, you know, there's there there is something to be said of, I guess, regulating spillover. So let's say, you know, things, uh, let's say border states, you know, New York, Pennsylvania, let's say uh, something like that. They, they could get involved there. Uh, but I think honestly, the best the best bet is for uh, for uh, states to kind of set their own policies. Uh, they're the most experienced in this field. They, you know, for decades, states have set their own policies when it comes to, let's say, horse racing or casino gambling, things like that. So there's no reason why this should be treated any differently uh, in that regard. You know, states know what's best for their own citizens for the most part, and you know, they should be allowed to kind of set their own policies. And uh, they've been effective at doing so. You know. Uh, States and, you know, tribal leaders have been, you know, doing this for, for decades. So they know the best way to enforce it for their own uh, for their own citizens. Patrick Moran is author of the new Cato paper, Anyone's Game, Sports Betting Regulations After Murphy v. NCAA. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.